Skype of Cthulhu presents a Pulp Cthulhu campaign. A cold fire within. Let's go ahead and start with maybe everyone giving a little introduction and background of their character. All right, so this is Edwin. I am playing Maxine Gary, who is a uh, butler uh, bartender at the private mansion, the Bellows Mansion in New York, and is a um, male presenting female from Brooklyn. Um, late twenties, thin, and uh, dirty blonde, with quick hands, and um, an expert mixologist. Very nice. And Jim. Uh, and I am playing uh, Mr. Carl Ebb. Uh, I am a, a Finnish man who is a uh, mechanic and racing driver by profession, uh, who has uh, joined the society whose name I cannot remember at the moment uh, in order to see if uh, somehow unlocking additional mental potential and focus will help me drive faster. Well. Wow. One can always have wishful thinking, right? <laughs> and uh, Mr. Randolph? Yes, so I'll be playing uh, Gerald Randolph, <clears throat> a uh, previously rough and tumble agency detective with a pencil thin mustache who is currently on a, an extended international drinking holiday with his lovely <laughs> wife and uh, dog in tow. Um, yeah. And you and Mrs. Randolph hail from? Uh, New York City. New York City. It's the City. greatest city in the world. Where else would we be from? All right. Well, and so let's continue on with Mrs. Randolph. Oh, I'm, I'm, I met, uh, Gerald. He was doing, doing a case and I just, I was just smitten with him right away. And obviously there was a bit of trouble because my, my parents come from a lot of wealth and he doesn't, but he just swept me away and I just enjoyed drinking and seeing all the fun things. And, and our little dog, Maddie, just comes on all of our adventures. <laughs> and Miss Jimenez. Hello. Yes. Uh, Shauna Jimenez is um, <clears throat> a young actress from Brooklyn. Um, she um, is not is not particularly you know, well known yet, but she's she's hoping she's going to make her break soon. Um, she she discovered the club probably um, through a, a older gentleman who um, was taking her out at the time, um, brought along and actually kind of kind of quite liked the idea of. Yeah, exploring untapped psychic potential. 
Um, so even after that relationship uh, faded away to nothing, she is uh, still coming along. Very good. And last but not least, Mr. Pell. Hello, I am playing Randolph Alexander Pell. He is an engineer. He, <laughs> um, he is an engineer and he studied in Arkham quite a, quite a number of years ago. He um, basically loves to pull things apart and understand how it works. And that's what he sees about psychic abilities. He wants to actually understand it and the nature of where it comes from and how it works and to see whether he can actually create possibly create something good design stuff around it you say he takes things apart but does he ever put them back together yes 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 he's pretty good at putting them back together mechanically mm, human body not so good <laughs> uh great and you you you're from where mr pell oh arkham yeah. Awesome. Well, um, so you guys all have uh, uh, are, as mentioned, part of the Open Mind Club there in um, Brooklyn. And uh, you guys uh, will say that, um, you know, the, the Open Mind Group at the New York Lodge, uh, has lodges around the world um, where like-minded individuals can uh, find some uh, relaxation and a, a safe place to talk about um, more esoteric things and, you know, the occult and psychic, psychic things that are, you know, in the new and up-and-coming field that people are interested in that. And, uh, so starting off today, it's Wednesday, May 8th, 1935, around lunchtime. Uh, I would say that this is, you know, a, a pretty regular um, Wednesday luncheon meeting that you guys generally come as uh, kind of how you know each other uh, from the club. You know, there's some other members there uh, milling about uh, for the luncheon, kind of like a roast beef buffet luncheon that they're having uh, every Wednesday. It's kind of a little tradition they have at the New York Lodge. Uh, again, the, the lodge is in the house uh, in the parlor of the Timber Baron Fillmore Bellows. And yeah, so you guys find yourself at your regular lunch meeting on Wednesdays, kind of like a nice midweek break and check in. Uh, that, that you guys have been going to for some time. Um, yeah, so after some nice, some nice uh, roast beef, some lunch, maybe some cigars and some brandy and just having a nice little chit chat and midweek check in. Um, you guys uh, are sitting around just talking and uh, you notice another member who you've seen before enter the club and she kind of starts walking around, making her rounds, checking in with some people. And you recognize her as, if I can get this stupid window to open, uh, Melody Sterling. 
Miss Sterling, you take the usual. Oh, um, uh, uh, uh not today, uh, not today, um, uh, Miss Gary. Uh, I actually, um, I, I was here uh, looking for uh, Mister Randall. I, I'm not sure if you remember me and my husband, uh, Brendan. Uh, I think we met in passing a couple times here. I, if I remember correctly, you're a detective, yes? Sure, sure. Pull up a chair, have a drink. I remember. I remember you and your husband very well, don't we, darling? Oh, yes, yes, yes. We had a lovely evening. Yes, life of the party, life of the party. Mm, well, uh, Unfortunately, I wish this was under better circumstances. You, you, none of you have happened to see my husband around, have you, Brendan? Uh, he hasn't been in uh, uh, to the bar, at least, in quite some time. Yeah, and no, you know, must you be something you, wrong with him. You, uh, uh, Miss Gary, you, you have definitely not seen him in over a week or two. Um, and so, so that's. That's, that's too bad. That's too bad. I'm getting a lot of background noise from somebody. Oh, is it? It's probably because I got my window open. Um, Sounds like some good city truck noise. So, uh, yeah, she's, you know, um, I'm is he missing? Worried. Uh, well, I, I think, so. I, I hope not, but um, I, I haven't seen him since this past Thursday, um, the second, you know, um, he, he came home late on Thursday night after I was already in bed, um, I woke up, he, he was, you know, coming in, packing some things and saying something about meeting up with some friends and going camping for the weekend. I, I mean, I was half asleep. He woke me up and I didn't think too much of it. I didn't really press him for further details, but I'm, I, you know, I ha haven't seen him since then. And there's a little bit of uh, weirdness that happened since then. I, I Monday still hadn't returned home on the, in the morning. So, you know, I got up and, got ready and went out and started to, you know, get ready for my daily errands and uh, stopped by the bank to pick up some money uh, to go by the store. And I needed to, you know, stop by the dry cleaners and and go to Sears. And, and I had some chairs on order that for the house that we've been refurnishing. And um, what, what, get, what's happening with your husband? Well, I, ha I haven't seen him since last Thursday. He, he was supposed to go, he said he was going camping with some friends this weekend. And uh, again, this is Wednesday. And so uh, Monday morning, uh, he still hadn't been home. And like I said, I was, you know, going about my daily errands and just figuring he'd be home sometime later that day. And when I stopped by the bank to pick up my money, uh, just some pocket money for the day and to you know, go to Sears to pay for these chairs I had on. Order. Yes, yes, you've 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 been over Sears, but tell tell us tell us about the money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I talked to the teller, he informed me that Brendan had withdrawn the entirety of the account the past Friday morning. 
So I you know, was shocked at that. And, and you're sure you don't want to drink? Okay. Okay. Sounds like he's done a runner. A bourbon neat, please. Of course. And uh, I mean, that's it's just it's not like Brendan. He he wouldn't just run out. I mean, we've been together for such a long time, and you know, still very much in love. I just it's it's just strange. And you know, as such, after that happened, which I thought was strange, I went down and talked to the local police department and spoke to a very unhelpful desk sergeant. Um, and uh, he basically waved me off telling me you know not to worry he would probably show back up that he was out with the boys and kind of rudely asked me if maybe he had run off with some other woman which obviously i was a little uh, perturbed by but uh, he said they would look into it um i felt reassured and uh but at the same time i figured i would uh start looking around and and see if anyone else had seen him any friends or you know people here at the club or um but i nobody's seen him Hmm. agreed i guess first things first can i roll psychology to see if she's holding anything back or anything uh just roll esp (laughs) (laughs) sure withholding any details oh that's a good start it's a zero seven which is extreme i mean no i mean she's uh, why i mean well her story is what it seems to be it's not that uh so far she hasn't killed him throw him in a tub or something like that and made up a wild story about anything yeah (laughs) no 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 nothing untoward Um, how, how often does Brendan come into the club? Do I mean how, do we do we have a, an impression of him as a as a person? I mean they they come in as a couple probably every couple weeks. I mean it, erratic. It's not like they're here all the time, mm-hmm. but you know, just like some members, you know, some people are weekly, you know, people that stop by weekly to the club, some sure. people stop by every once in a while, some only come for lectures and events. Um so yeah, I mean um, they're kind of erratic in when they come by. Does um, um does Brendan Sterling strike me as the kind of man who would who would stray away? I ask this as a as a young lady with an app of ninety and a charm of seventy. Uh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> um, okay. Whenever you've mm. seen them, he seems they seem very much in love. Mm. Um, they're you know quite you know they stick to each other. They talk to each other, you know, talk to the same people together. They pretty much, you know, they're a normal married couple, you know, nothing really out of the ordinary there. You do know that um, uh, from, you know, as you remember, Melody, um, uh, she comes from a kind of well-to-do family that's lived in New York City. Uh, She attended college at Vassar. They both share an interest in the paranormal, and that's kind of what drew them to each other and and to the Open Mind Club. Um, So um, Brendan is a dentist. Um, So they are kind of, they're pretty well off for the time right now. Um, 
and they live in Midtown and the office is, you know, just around the same area. Um, yeah, Melody is uh, smartly dressed. She's got curly auburn hair, a dimpled chin. Um, and yeah, she does seem a little bit more disheveled than usual and a bit exhausted. Since we are in the open mind club, I think a good way to kick it off would be to ask her, do you have anything of his on you, by the way, darling? His old cigarette lighter or... Um, no, I, I, I don't. Pin, perhaps? Uh, unfortunately. Mm. Um, I, I'm not in the habit of carrying any of his things around with me. Perhaps something he gave to you, something like that. A gift, something with some attachment to him. A wedding ring? A wedding ring? Mm, perhaps. I mean, I, I do have my wedding ring, but I mean... What what is it you'd you'd like it for? Sit right here for a moment, dear. Sit right here, and uh, I will take her hands and put my hand on the wedding ring if I can. Would that be enough to use um some uh, clairvoyance on? Uh, let's see here. Focusing solely uh, on the thing they wish to know about. Well, um, hmm. it's a good question. You can start uh, concentrating on that. It's going to take you a little bit of time to maybe get a read. So we'll come back to that. Is anyone else uh, asking any further questions or anything while? <laughs> Do, have you have you been able to get in contact with any of his his friends, those who he usually goes camping with? Uh, well, I mean, he doesn't usually go camping, and he didn't really tell me who he was going with. I mean, we have you know some a good amount of friends, but most of the people I've talked to, uh, they 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 haven't heard anything about this camping trip or you know the normal friends I would think he would go with. He he hasn't you know none of them have heard anything. Would I have overheard any conversations of that Brendan might have been having uh, while Melody was in the bathroom or anything like that when he was last here about exploring some some exciting phenomenon out in the woods? Uh, give me a luck roll. All right. Uh, that is a normal success. Not about camping or anything, but you do recall a couple of weeks ago, um, there was, uh, you did hear Brendan over, you did overhear him talking to some of the other uh, members about um, a hypnotist that he had been going to recently. Um, and, and Melody was there as well for that conversation. So um, that's something that you definitely remember them talking about. Um, Miss Sterling, did, uh, did Brendan ever, uh, ha have another meeting with this, uh, this, uh, hypnotist? Um, the great so-and-so, or Mr. So-and-so, whoever it was. You know, yeah, I mean, and he, 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 he said he was going to stop seeing that man. Um, uh, I, I the rest of you oh, might that's not interesting. know, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, about January this year, 
uh, Brendan actually went to start seeing a hypnotist. Uh, his name was Ferdinand Argus. Uh, he claimed to have some sort of uh, method to be able to unlock memories of past lives or something like that. I, I'm not quite convinced of this. I'm, uh, as we've maybe talked about in the past, I, I do believe in, I'm open to, you know, the belief in reincarnation, but I, I doubt a hypnotist, and she does kind of air quotes, I doubt that would be something so easily unlocked uh, or, you know, able to be accessed by a hypnotist. I, I think he's huckster he's just trying to take advantage of our beliefs and uh, hard-earned money you know preying mm. on people want to what be, was the name know, of the hypnotist again uh <clears throat> ferdinand argus A-R-G-U-S. <laughs> i got close i wrote fergus <laughs> <laughs> yeah i saw someone had written that i was like uh, that that was that didn't sound like any of the words i heard okay <clears throat> Um, yeah, um, Shauna I mean, is making notes actually while while this is going on. So, I, I I wasn't too into the idea, but I mean, Brendan really wanted to try it out, and I mean, I agreed to go with him. Uh, we went to uh, see the man, um, and I mean, there burned some, some incense and had some amethyst pendant that he, you know, swung in front of Brandon's eyes. I, I didn't have any effect while it was happening, but uh, Brendan, Brendan actually, he was pretty quickly hypnotized during that first meeting. You know, he started mumbling and speaking some words, a couple phrases in some language I couldn't make heads or tails of. Um, hmm. And one one strange thing that I did notice during that uh, meeting, though, was uh, it, it seemed like his eyes changed color from his normal brown to gray, which I thought was a little strange. But this was this was Brendan know. or Ferdinand? Brendan. Brendan's oh, wow. eyes changed. Uh, and if anyone has science biology, they can make a check for me. Uh, got one percent. Me too, huh? <laughs> I rolled a fourteen, <clears throat> almost. It's been that luck. Oh, is it a luck session? Yeah, oh, we get to roll. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not the first <laughs> session, but all subsequent sessions will have the uh, luck roll at the beginning. Ooh. Oh, not even every other, just all subsequent. I like it. Awesome. Um, and and you say that uh, that you decided that uh, you sh you guys should stop seeing him or not see him again. Well, yeah, a few months ago, I asked him to stop seeing him because he was spending much too much time and and uh, to be honest, too much money on this infatuation of his. Uh, I didn't go at all after the first session. Um, he kept going for a couple months, and I mean. Maybe around mid-March, April, I asked him if he could stop going. It was seemed like a waste of money to me. It's not like he was really, I mean, he didn't really share much with me. It didn't seem like he was learning anything or gaining any, you know, 
past life knowledge or anything like that. Nothing that he would share with me. Mm. Um, but I mean, I, I guess a couple of weeks ago I was doing laundry and I, I did, I did catch a scent of that incense on his, one of his shirts, but I, mm-hmm. I didn't think much of it. I thought that was maybe just a lingering scent from prior. I wonder if we should go talk to this man. Mm. So, so sorry, Miss Miss um, Sterling. Did um, Mrs. Sterling? Um, what was was Brendan going to see the hypnotist for for another purpose, or or it was because he wanted to unlock past lives? What was his original reason for? Oh yes, he was very interested in that. It was mm. um, something that kind of caught his. Uh, caught his fancy and he, he thought it was very interesting and he said he really wanted to see if he had any past life memories that he could unlock but know, hmm. it just seemed seemed like seemed like hoo-ha to me how much did um did mr argus charge for a session oh i don't know i some amount of money that's somewhat expensive for this time. <laughs> well, you know, once, and if you don't mind uh, me asking, how, how much went missing? Once. Oh, hold on. Let's uh, Edwin or Jonathan. Jonathan, go ahead. Uh, 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 if you don't mind me asking, Mrs. Sterling, how how much went missing from your joint account? Oh, I. I how much he took out to clear the account. Oh, mm. oh yeah. that's quite a good sum of money. I mean, that wasn't all of our savings, but it was our spending money account. So it's it's a bit concerning. It was not a small sum of money. I mean, once a fellow has been hypnotized, especially if there's nobody there watching, it seems like it'd be pretty easy to get him to do just about anything. I mean, it could, yeah. it could just be a, a good scam, and the, the last thing from the hypnotist was, uh, you know, pretend you're going on a camping trip and clear out the bank account and bring your money here, and then we'll... Uh, mm. be, uh, Maybe. I mean, I did, I, do. I did follow up and, and go out to uh, uh, Mr. Argus's office. Uh, it's in, what is it, uh, Beehawken, New Jersey. Oh. Um, yeah. I, I checked in just to see if you know, maybe Brendan had gone there or stopped by since since last Thursday, and I spoke to his assistant there. Uh, Miss Mr. Argus wasn't there at the time. Uh, his assistant was uh, a, a Percy Langhorn. Um, he uh, basically really didn't have much information. Uh, he said that. His boss was out of town on business and wouldn't be back for some time. Uh, I asked him about this. Probably camping. spending your husband's money. Well, I asked him about <laughs> this camping trip, and uh, well, he, he wouldn't tell you. Of, he he kind of laughed at me and was kind of uh, taken aback at the idea of of uh, Argus going on a camping trip with Brendan or anyone else for that matter. And said it was kind of not really something he would do. It was a little bit beneath him. Um. Uh, so, I mean, other than that, I guess, I guess the only thing, the only other things I, I, I kind of, uh, knew that happened recently is, um, uh, at, 
at the uh, at the recommendation of Mr. Argus um, a couple months back. Uh, we attended a meeting in Brooklyn of the at the uh, the League of Forgotten Men. Um, Argus recommended that Brendan attend. I went with him uh, out of courtesy, and it was pretty dull. I mean, just like most politics, uh, they were talking about immigrants, banking, communists, the threat of war. You know, just some like hype stuff I, it was it, pretty dull to me um I, I only went that one time brendan went a few more times hoping to make some business contacts and maybe get some more people to come into his practice do some dentistry work for uh, um but he he quickly lost interest too i mean it's not really our thing they're kind of sensationalist um right right wingers you know um it uh i i definitely definitely was not impressed the first time we went there especially seeing that odious man leopold fontanelle there and you guys can all make a no roll by hearing that name leopold fontanelle 36 uh, hard success cool 98 i clearly I... do not read the politics pages Neither do I. I got 97. So, um, Miss Gary, you you definitely remember uh, a few years ago, um, there was a gentleman by that name who actually attended the Open Mind Group. Uh, He he came to some meetings here. uh, But now that you think about it, he was only here for a, a few meetings and he was pretty arrogant and, and combative and rather than, you know, just friendly discourse, he was a pretty combative uh, um, arguer. And uh, he was soon asked um, by the uh, bellows to leave and not come back. <clears throat> and uh, Melody said, you know, on the off, you know, after that, on the off chance that maybe he had gone to one of those meetings again, she she went and stopped by their uh, Monday night meeting and spoke with its chief local officer, Ross Seabrook. Uh, And he barely remembered him, said he only, you know, since he had only attended a few meetings uh, a couple months back and he hadn't seen him in, you know, five six weeks a month so sorry who, I mean, who is ross seabrook he is the uh chief local officer of the league of forgotten men in brooklyn right right okay and so yeah i mean other than that i that's pretty much i've kind of exhausted my resources looking for him and i i just she starts wringing her hands she's like and she takes the rest of her uh, bourbon and slams it down and it's like, oh, I just, I'm so worried about him. I just, it's so strange and taking out the money and hasn't come back and nobody's seen him. I just, I don't know what to do. Jerry, any, any, uh, you getting any vibes there, Jerry? Yeah. So let's get back to that. And what is it exactly that you're focusing sure. on or trying to ascertain here? Uh, sure. Mr. So, uh, Mr. Randolph. Mr. Randolph, right. 
So it uh, looks like the pertinent uh, information here for the clairvoyance is uh, clairvoyant uh, may identify rough whereabouts of missing object or person, detect whether a tragic event has occurred, uh, and then there's mechanics, and then there's a thing in if the if I'm concentrating on a photograph or missing of a missing person or object personal to them, uh, it lowers the identity difficulty role. And so I'm concentrating on the ring and thinking about uh, the whereabouts and whether anything tragic has happened to uh, the person in question. Her husband. Let's go ahead and get a roll then. All right. That is a 20, which will be a great success. It turns out to be a, uh, you know, this is pulp. I'll spend six for an extreme success. Let me see what I know right. off the bat. So you definitely don't get the inkling of any kind of tragedy. Um, when it comes to kind of psychic location, uh, you definitely get the sense that... He is nowhere in the larger tri-state area. Hmm. No so, tragedy. Any, any, mm -hmm. Anywhere local that he would have maybe, you know, gone camping for mm -hmm. the weekend. Like you just, you're really not getting any kind of signal or read. Okay. Um, but again, you don't, you don't sense any sort of tragedy or, or anything violent or 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 you know would that uh, include like being taken somewhere against his will i mean obviously that's not as tragic as being yes killed or anything. yes so it would so wherever he went okay so I'll, yeah i'll speak well he's nowhere nearby not the tri-state area he went there willingly hmm don't worry darling he's all right I'm afraid uh, that's all I can state, say. Connecticut? I, I, I don't know. I just moved here, so I'm not sure what the state <laughs> actually means. I don't know it's Jersey, I'm assuming the third state is Connecticut. I had to Google it as well. It would be Pennsylvania, so yeah, okay. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Connecticut, okay. <laughs> Get so, the bridge. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I do hope that you could, I mean, I can't offer much, uh, Mr. Randolph, but I, uh, I, 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 I do remember, like you said, you, you, you were a detective at some point. I, I hope you can um, maybe help look into this. Oh, oh I'm sure he'd love to. Yes, yes. Yes, that's right, darling. <laughs> I'm sure we can, uh, as long as happy hours open, we can spend the rest of our time and on a lark like this, what do you say, chaps? How about some help? And chappies or chapettes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm sure. Uh, uh, I'm sure that uh, I could get some time off. Wouldn't be a problem. I mean, for such for helping out a, a member of the club and all. Oh, that would be wonderful. It would mean so much to me. I just, I, I hope he's okay. Melody, why don't you and I go back to your, to your house and 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 look around? Maybe he left uh, some some travel plans or something. 
Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, no, not a problem. Um, and Gerald, yeah. what will you be doing? Will you be coming with us or go looking for this other people? Um, hmm. There certainly are a lot of leads. Maybe some of there. us. Mm. So we, th we think the hypnotist is missing as well. Oh, you know what? Trip. That might be something we can do. Yeah, that might yeah. be something we can handle right in this room, though, because she said um, he met um, the hypnotists with some people, or some people in our organization. The Open Minds Club had met him, I think, right? That's what I remember saying. I don't know if I see it. I mean, uh, a few years. Yeah, I think that was actually the. Ago. Yeah. It was a different person. So a different person. Yeah. Oh, okay. Leopold Fontenelle was um, the man she saw at the League of uh, Forgotten, Forgotten Men, Men. Mm -hmm. uh, meeting, and she had a particular distaste for him. Uh, and uh, Miss Gary remembers him from a few years back. Uh, he being was a, unpleasant. Does yes, he have an any distinctive um, facial hair? Uh, which, Mr. Fontenelle? Mr. Fontenelle. Fontenelle? Yeah, uh, like a little no. Charlie Chaplin moustache or something. He was a quite courtly gentleman. Okay. But um, uh, speaking of facial hair, yes, um, uh, Mr. Argus, he, he does have a, um, he's quite a tall man and has a uh, coppery, coppery hair with a uh, beard that he fashions into two points. Mm -hmm. Definitely a showman. Oh, man. Yeah. So uh, Melody says, hey, uh, yes, Mrs. Randolph, if, if you'd like to join me, we can we can go back to my house if you'd like to look around there. If any of you would like to see his office, I, I do have an extra key to his office. Oh, have. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the office then. Love, love visiting the dentist. <laughs> said no one ever. <laughs> so yeah. So what's everyone doing? I'll yeah. happily join uh, Mr. Randolph to go to the uh, office if that's what you're up to. I think that sounds like a good place to start. Sounds like my lovely Jamie is uh, going to cover the house or the, his personal things. Reasonable. Yep. Yeah, and they're actually both within about two blocks of each other. Uh, the office and the brownstone are both in uh, near the Manhattan Central Business District, about two blocks west of the Flatiron Building in Madison Square Park. Okay. Nice. What about Mr. Ebb? What do you say, sir? Uh, I think I shall go out to Brooklyn to visit these forgotten men. Hmm. Huh? Hmm. Do you want some? And Miss Jimenez. Yeah, I might go. Might go out with Carl. Very well. So we've got Mrs. Randolph heading with Mrs. Sterling to the house. We've got Mr. Randolph and Ms. Gary heading to the office. 
and Mr. Ebb and Ms. Jimenez heading to the League of Forgotten Men. Perfect. Well, uh, Ms. Mrs. Sterling uh, takes you, Mrs. Randolph. You guys, I'm sure you guys could all head together um, the four that are going to the same area uh, <clears throat> and break off when you get close to the uh, brownstone in the office and um, we'll come back to you shortly. Uh, um, you head, um, Mr. Ebb and Ms. Jimenez, you guys head down to Brooklyn. Um, it's, you know, getting to be, by the time you get there, maybe around three or four o'clock. Um, you guys find out that the Wednesday night meeting of the League of Forgotten Men is held at the local community hall, uh, but it doesn't start until 7 p.m. So um, you guys could hang out, go get a coffee, wait, uh, or you could do something else in the meantime for the couple hours you have until the meeting. Uh, are there any uh, bars, restaurants, cafes? Uh, places where such forgotten men might hang out between work and meeting? Uh, there's, a couple, the area. there's a couple bars and restaurants around the area, cafes. Um, it is quite a busy area in that Brooklyn neighborhood. So, you know, good amount of people walking around during the day, just going about their business. Um, do we know anything about this League of Forgotten Men? Is it is, is it like our uh, the for League of Forgotten Men in our world, or is it different? Um, the League of Forgotten Men. You can kind of ask around, or 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 look around, and you could find that um, the league is. Um, it's it's a pretty young organization, um, headed by an influential radio figure, uh, Bishop Paul Peter Prang. Uh, it was um, started not too long ago, uh, last year. Um, it's a uh, they serve up a populist mishmash of socialism and capitalism. Um, there's a, they do a, a number of political sermons and. Um, they're very right-wing, uh, kind of semi, I guess you would say they're a little bit fascist-leaning, uh, a, a little bit racist. Um, right-wing socialist fascists? Wow, this is confusing. There's, there's, a, there's a good amount of, <laughs> uh, yeah, it is, it is a little bit, um, oh no, I'm sorry, yeah, they're more lefty, yeah, sorry. Um, I mean, national socialists, perhaps. Yeah, so you could, you, you'll probably find out a little bit more once you get into the meeting. But, uh, but yeah, so you hang around the area. Um, it's just as well I'm half Irish. <laughs> I might be able to get away. The good half. <laughs> So yeah, um, in the meantime, I'll just uh, kind of idly ask. I just kind of idly ask around at some of the places. If anyone knows Brandon Sterling or 
Yeah, you ask around, you, you don't really find out much. Um, I mean, a lot of people confirm that there is a meeting this evening at 7. Um, they, they have meetings on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at the local uh, community hall from 7 to 9. Yep. Uh, it's open to the public, and they're very open to um, uh, new people coming in, and they're actively recruiting new members. I'll also ask around after uh, Mr. Fontenelle. Uh, yeah, you ask around. In case anyone and, knows him, or we happen to uh, bump into him. <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the locals, they they really kind of just they, they're not familiar with the name or or the person. I guess we wait then. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the other four, you get to the business district and you break off and. Um, uh, Mrs. Sterling takes you, Mrs. Randolph, to the home. You look around. It's a very nice, well-appointed home. Uh, it's a very, you know, pretty, it's a very nice brownstone. Um, you have a look around for a half an hour, hour, and um, nothing really seems out of the ordinary. You don't really find any kind of lead or note or anything that would, you know, show that there's anything out of the ordinary that that would have been happening or any notes or anything left behind. So after looking for a while, you know, you, you kind of feel confident that there's really not much at the uh, at the house. And then um, same with the office. You guys head to the office. It's pretty standard dentist's office. Um, you look through some files, you look through his desk, you know, ask the receptionist. Oh, you just need the said he would uh uh actually he didn't really inform the receptionist of anything you know she's like well he hasn't hasn't been back and we've had some appointments that i've had to move around and cancel but you know hopefully he's back soon but um and and you can tell she's she's telling the truth she doesn't really know anything and nothing really seems out of the ordinary at the office and it's one thing not to tell your wife but not to tell your receptionist that's uh that's quite a breach there he's an animal yeah. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah. Seems like that, unplanned that uh, perhaps he didn't know he would be gone for so long. <laughs> yes, for him, def yes. Definitely could, uh, could assume that, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And so you guys, I, I mean, probably take you about, you know, you're about four o'clock now. You guys um, end up not really finding anything at the house, not really finding anything at the office. So uh, is there sure. any anything else you three may want to do or look into? Well, I mean, Ferdinand Argus kind of screams as something we should follow up. It may be easier at this point to... Uh, just go meet at the league of um, meet up at the meeting yeah. of the other group league of forgotten men. Forgotten men. Yeah. I mean, should we go after Argus? That's the other big lead that I see, or kind of come together. Right. Um. I mean, I'm I'm sure this Argus is up to no good. If we could, yeah, we could figure out where. Where he is, we might have to do a little uh, 
breaking in, but I could uh, I could imagine us figuring that out would be uh, would be some good stuff. Because in fact, if we wait until uh, well, I don't know. This guy probably doesn't have regular office hours. Um, I don't even know if it's uh, does he operate out of his house? This Fergus Argus character, or is it? Yeah. Uh, so so she told you that his office that she visited was in Weehawken, New Jersey. Right. And uh, that she spoke to his assistant, Percy Langhorn. Um, so, yeah, it was a house. It's a house and office. You know, he, does, he does work out of his home. Well, we could certainly go over there and see if we could uh, get him out and go in and rifle through the place. I mean, obviously, if he's into something, his assistant's going to be in on it, too, and... Right, yeah. We should go straight to him and go to Langhorn for the details afterwards. Well, or if we can if find we his to. diary, yeah, find some papers right. in his house or something. Or, right. you know, maybe we'll find um, Mr. Sterling's wallet or something. Okay. What do you say, Dolly? Yeah. And it, it just, I mean, it would take you not a small amount of time to make your way out to Weehawken. Take right. you in, you know, maybe an hour and a half, two hours to get out that way. Um, by that time, it would probably be around six to seven o'clock at night. Right. He might be at dinner, which would be good. I mean, we have to, yeah, somehow it's a matter of getting him out of the house at the right time. Mm -hmm. I think. Well, I could certainly call and try to make an appointment to uh, meet, sort of talk. Uh, let's meet at a restaurant or something so I can talk about that. I could distract him that way. Yeah, well, unless he's still on this business trip, we'd have to get the assistant out of the house, I guess, then. Maybe oh. the assistant doesn't live there. Maybe the assistant's only there during uh, business hours. But who knows what business hours are for a hypnotist? That's true. Although that they, would be a good start. I think you calling him would be a good start just to see what what the current story is. Sure. One thing to lie to the wife of somebody you've uh, cheated. It's another to miss a prospective client. Yeah. So I think I will get on the phone and call the number. Does anybody okay. pick up? Um, well, you pick up the phone and they ask um, for you know, an operator. Yes, yes. I'd like to speak to uh, uh, in, in Weehawken, New Jersey. Fernand Argus, please. Um, yeah, do you, I mean, do you, do you have the number or? Well, uh, no, I ho I'd hoped you'd be able to help me get through. Oh, well, um, let me see here. Um, she puts you on hold for a second, and uh, eventually you. Uh, she says, "Oh yes, uh, I will patch you through." Thank you. And um, the phone rings, and uh, eventually you get through. And uh, a man is a hello, Ferdinand Argus's office. Yes, 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 yes. This is uh, Mrs. Jamie Randolph, uh, the Randolph family. Perhaps you know of me. 
Uh, I'm looking to make an appointment with Mr. Arcus, or at least to talk about the potential for an appointment. Um. Uh, yes, unfortunately, Mr. Argus is out of town. He won't be back for uh, a week or two. Um, but I could make I could certainly make an appointment for you in the next couple weeks. Well, I'm wondering, would you be willing to meet me? Um, I want to to talk about uh, the services that he offers. You see, my my husband is, has a bit of a drinking problem, and I understand that hypnosis <laughs> can can it somehow address this. Well, I mean, uh, yes, Mr. Argus does hypnosis, but that's not really his focus. Um, oh, oh, what what is his focus then? Uh, past life regression therapy. <gasps> that makes complete sense. His grandfather was also an alcoholic. We must talk about this. <laughs> uh, why don't as far you as I know, he comes me... from a long line of alcoholics. Why don't you go ahead and give me some sort of social role? Uh, I was hoping to credit rating it, but uh, that's fine. That's that's also acceptable. Credit rating is a success. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm. Uh, this this really would be something you would want to talk to Mr. Argus about, but I'm sure if you uh, wanted to stop by tomorrow, um, since it's getting a little bit late now, I I could definitely take down some information and get some history from you, so that when he returns, he could. Uh, reach back out to you and, and make an appointment for your husband. Where are you in New Jersey right now? Where do you live? Uh, That's a yes. long way to travel. Do you live in the city? No, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> we are in Weehawken, New Jersey, and he gives you an address. Yes, yes, yes. So if that's that's fine. But you're saying you're you're not coming into the city? Oh no, I I live local here in New Jersey. And, and um, you're leaving. You're leaving right now. Like, okay. Well. Yes, uh, I mean I'm what. leaving in about an hour. But. Um, okay. I mean, you're 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 where? You're, you're well, I mean the city? city, of course. Manhattan. Yeah, where I'm else not, would I be? Um, I'm not sure if you could make it here in time. I could wait for you if you're. If no, you're no. Now, there's there's no need. I, I'll uh, I'll I'll. I, I will be here. To, I, I will be here tomorrow at um, nine. If you wanted to stop by then. No, no, tonight. To, to, that's no, that's great. We'll do it. Yeah. We'll do it tomorrow. But and and just can you describe the building to me? Is it a house? Is it an office building? Where, where are What's you? What's a residence? If you um, you know, oh. we are. Um, it's uh. Uh, on the uh, Palisades Cliffs, uh, we're overlooking the Hudson. Uh, we're on the New Jersey oh, yes. end of the Lincoln of the Lincoln Tunnel. Oh, wonderful, wonderful! And so, okay, so it's a, it's where Mr. Argus lives when he's in town. Okay, well that sounds uh, that sounds fine. I will uh, I will call you tomorrow to make a specific appointment. Uh, thank you for your time. Have hey, a good evening. Thank, thank you, Mrs. Randall. Have a great day. And I hang oh, up and tell done. them, you've got, uh, by the time you get there, he should be gone. Perfect. Perfect. Well done, darling. Do you and Maddie fancy a drive? Oh, no, I'm staying here. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> I don't know why I said of course, but. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
sounds like um, Mr. Randolph and Ms. Gary are going to be taking a drive out to Weehawken. You drive, I'll mix the drinks. Oh, perfect. Wow. Oh, the 30s. Uh, no yes, seatbelts, yes. open containers. That'll <laughs> right. end well. <laughs> Cocktail shakers Real. in the glove. Real glass in the windshield. That'll yeah. Be <laughs> so we will come back. Let's pop back over to the uh, League of Forgotten Men uh, with uh, Mr. Ebb and Ms. Jimenez. So, yeah, it's coming up on, uh, you know, it's about 645. You start making your way over to the community hall. Um, and, yeah, you see a good amount of uh, a good amount of people. Um, starting to, you know, trickle into the community hall and see a sign up on the front, you know, a little banner. It says, uh, League of Forgotten Men meeting tonight. And, yeah, you, you head on in. Uh, anything particular I should know about that you're trying to do, or are you just kind of heading in and starting to mingle and look around? Um, have we... So we know uh, Sterling... Do we know uh, Leopold Fontenelle? Did we meet him or see him? Uh, Did he open mind before, or just the Sterlings? It was, I mean, or you just kind Gary. of have a passing remembrance of him. Well, actually, Mr. Ebb, how long have you been in the country and uh, part of the Open Mind Club? Because it was a few years ago um, that it yeah, was mentioned. That it's probably before my time. And Miss Jimenez, how about you? Um, I mean, I don't think she would have been long, so. Yeah, you really, don't really in remember. In the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, you got the description of uh, kind of what the man was, a portly gentleman and not very friendly, kind of combative. Um, you got that from Ms. Gary, so. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Other than that, you you don't really know much about him. Okay. So is the is the format they're going to have like a speakers and what 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 does it look like it's going to happen? Yeah. So um, the it gets to be you know you walk in you look around there's some coffee and some cookies and some finger sandwiches set out and uh, there's a big stack of a couple big stacks of uh, broadsheet papers um, with, you know, the League of Forgotten Men. It's got some, you know, ads and some political articles and, mm. um, you know, the, the meeting the meeting starts, everyone starts to take a seat and, you know, the, the meeting starts and there's a, a rundown of current local issues, community projects, um, and then um, uh, a man comes up and, you know, he, he comes up to the podium, introduces himself as Ross Seabrook, uh, the chief officer of this, um, of this, I guess, uh, section of the uh, League of Forgotten Men. You know, he says some inspirational words and um, it's, it's nothing really, you know, too crazy. Um, it's... You know, says introduces some new members, says something about birthdays, and you know, pretty pretty normal meeting takes about an hour, um, and then you know the 
talks and the meeting kind of closes and you know let's let some time about another hour for people to go around and socialize and talk before before nine o'clock when the uh, community hall closes. Do we see anyone matching uh, Fontenelle's description? Uh, give me spot hiddens. Ooh, I actually make it. Uh, <clears throat> normal success. Yeah, you look. You have a good look around, and you're definitely sure that you don't see anyone matching Fontanelle's description. I assume we don't see Sterling either, or or uh, or Brendan Sterling, or um, uh, Ferdinand Argus. So Argus, you do have a description of. He's the tall, coppery-haired gentleman with the forked beard. Um, Leopold Fontanelle, you do not really have a good description of. Just kind of, he's a older, portly gentleman. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you you know exactly what Brendan Sterling looks like, but yeah, you don't see any of those three there. So uh, um, I think uh, I could have actually given a pretty good description of Fontanelle. Um, I have my talent. One of my talents is a photographic memory. So if he oh. came to the bar a couple times and was obnoxious. I think I could describe them reasonably well. So, Fontenelle looks like, uh, yeah, he's a uh, he's a not super tall, kind of normal height, portly figure. He has dark set eyes and a mustache and slightly bald, slightly balding. So, but yeah, so. You have a good enough description where you think if you saw someone matching that description, you could probably identify him. But again, it's also, you do not I guess see it's, him. it's safe enough to assume that if the leader of the whole organization was here, they would sort of make a deal about that. He's not um, the leader. Fontenelle? Fontenelle is the leader of the Forgotten Men. No. Yeah, uh, Ross Seabrook. Ross Seabrook was the chief Ross local Seabrook officer. Ross Seabrook is the local officer. I thought. And then, and then somebody else, right? And then there's somebody else. There was a, another name that I didn't write down who was who was even more senior. But I don't think Fontenelle was a officer. Correct. Of, I've forgotten. Correct. Okay. He, well, he, he was part of the league, but um, didn't really get too much more information about what his part in the organization was. Well, so I I would be since we didn't see him during before or during the meeting, kind of during the social hour afterwards. Uh, I would be idly socializing um, <clears throat> since this is a, a you know lower class group. These are kind of my people, right? I'm talking you know with mechanics and laborers and so forth, and just kind of dropping, you know, oh, uh, Mr. Fontenelle invited me, but I don't see him. Have you talked to him recently? Kind of thing. Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't. I mean, they kind of play. Oh. Um... Oh, no, I mean, I don't. Doesn't really. It doesn't really come too often. I mean, he's he's uh, 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 they, a, a lot of people don't really recognize the name. A couple people think they've heard that name before, um, but yeah, it, it'll just kind of like you said, more generic, lower middle class people that are just kind of there for the politics. They not really, really no indication of, of knowing Fontanelle at all. 
I mean, likewise, if we ask around about... Sterling. Sterling, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, there's, again, uh, he only came to a couple meetings, so there's not really, most of the normal people don't, you know, don't remember him. Uh, you do see Ross Seabrook, you know, kind of making his way through the crowd and coming over. Like, oh, hello, hello, thanks, good, good of you to come, you know, trying to come and, oh, yes, new members, oh, how can I help you? Like, kind of just like meandering through the crowd as the uh, chief officer. Oh, let me put a picture of Seabrook in here for you. So who is, do we know, who is the leader of the, the whole organization? The League of Forgotten Men. Uh, it's it's run by a committee, so it's not yeah, one okay. person that's in charge of the whole uh, organization. Oh, so it's evil. So it's evil, right? I mean, you just said it was run by a committee, right? We can take this thing down. It obviously needs to go. <laughs> We've got its alignment known. Ross. He's even got the armband. Excellent. Mm -hmm. So that's the gentleman you see. He he was the one that made the the uh, kind of like the big speech and you know he, you know introduced himself as Ross Seabrook. He's the chief officer of this branch of the League of Forgotten Men. So that's the guy you see. He's kind of like if you were looking for the top guy here, it would be him. He's kind of wandering around talking to people, looking like he's running the place. Which was confirmed earlier by Mrs. Sterling. She said she had come and checked in with him since he was the chief officer and he, he hadn't seen Mr. Sterling for, you know, since he had come some weeks or a month ago. Uh, well, Mr. Mrs. Miss uh, Jimenez, this appears to have been a waste of our time. <sighs> yeah. Oh well, we have limited leads, so at least we've followed some of them up. Hmm. Back to the club. May as well. Perhaps the others have had better luck. I'll um. I'll, I'll be sure to sort of plunder the buffet a bit before we, we leave. Take a few of those little finger sandwiches. Yeah. Okay. So you guys head back to the open mind group parlor. Mm-hmm. All right. We can head back to the others. Who are on their way to... Hawking. Um, oh, yeah. oh, I guess I guess Mrs. Randolph, are you staying with um, Mrs. Sterling or are you and uh, Maddie headed back to the open mind group? No. Um, so why do we what do we know about Leopold again? Uh, you don't know much. All you know is that he came to the open mind group some time ago was kind of a dick, and they asked him not to come back. All right, so I will head back to the Open Mind group as soon as those take off, but and I will try to speak to somebody to find out how did Leopold get there, what does he do, try to get some background information on okay. him. 
Sure. Um, so I guess we'll just make it so, well, I guess we'll hold off on Weehawken for a second and we'll get back to the Open Mind group. Uh, all three of you, well, I guess including Maddie, that would be three and a half of you, um, get back there about the same time. Um, you start asking around. Um, and actually, yeah, one of the members of the Open Mind group, uh, a man by the name of Linus Gorsham, a uh, balding, hawk-nosed gentleman. Um, he kind of said, oh, yeah, I remember Fontenelle. He was, um, yeah, he had some, once we asked him to leave, I mean, he was very, you know, short and angry kind of man. And, you know, I, I do remember something he said. He, he, he's, um, he, he was saying how he, Yes, he didn't need to slum it with the open mind group members anymore anyway, because he found some powerful new patron or group or something, and everyone, everyone would know his name soon enough. But, I mean, I haven't heard of the man since then. So, I mean, he was, he did seem quite knowledgeable. Um, and uh, you know what? I, I think he was an author. I think he's written some books. Um I can't I can't recall the names of them, but uh, I'm sure, you know, he lists off a couple bookshops in the area that cater to more esoteric circles. And so I'm, I'm sure if you went and asked around, you could probably, I guess, you know, learn more about the books he had written or stuff like that. You know, but other than that, he doesn't really know much. Well, but but how did he so he's an author. Somebody invited him. What is, do you know what he does for a living? I think he's an author. Well, that's right, but that's not <laughs> hardly <really> a living. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry, audience. Um, <laughs> views of uh, Sean do not necessarily constitute the views oh, of Oh, no. Cthulhu. Edward joined right in there, too. I'm going to take this by myself. <laughs> um,. Uh, yeah, he. I mean, he just kind of remembers that little bit. He's like, I don't, I don't know what the man does. I mean, the only thing I really know is that he's authored some books. I, I don't know if maybe he's wealthy or something like that. I, I don't know. All right. Well, then I guess I will get the go to the phone that undoubtedly exists on every cable all over the place and start calling these bookstores to see if any of them have the book. That'll probably take some time. Yeah, it'll take a little bit of time. Um, what are you, Miss Jimenez and Mr. Ebb, are you guys just doing the same? Maybe helping out with that or are you guys? I will, I will get a drink from the bar and provide, um, more support for phoning up bookshops. Yeah. Ms. Gary left a nice, um, a nice note, uh, like a, uh, a little folded piece of cardboard on the bar that says, um, uh, honor system. <laughs> Pour your own, please. I can uh, sure. That. And okay. Well, I guess we will cut to. Uh, did 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 the others leave a note about where they're going? I don't know. Did well, they, they don't need to because I I can tell you. Oh uh, yeah, you're you're there. Yes. Yes, sir. 
Well, but the, you know, uh, I'm sure that it's all fine. It'll mm. if it's a missing person, of course, it's in the cause of you know righteousness, and well, it'll all be fine. Anyway, oh, I wasn't I'm concerned keep about righteousness. I was concerned about missing the fun. Oh, oh yeah, you're definitely missing the fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you Did know, you, uh, Jimenez, if you guys were to head out now, you might be able to catch up with them. Not at the same time, but you might be able to uh, get there in time to not miss any action, per se. I'm sure with the race car driver taking you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 because the, the race car driver was went sat through that whole meeting. That was a long meeting. Yeah, so I'm sure he's know. ready for some action. Yeah. I look at Carl. Uh, if you merely wish to uh, break into some houses, perhaps there are some just down the street we could do. <laughs> no need to go to New Jersey for that. <laughs> <laughs> must we go to New, uh, must we go to New Jersey? Does it related to the missing Mr. Sterling or just have a bit of fun? I mean, either way, I'm game. But um... No, I'm with Carl on this. If, if I don't think there's any reason why anybody should ever have to go to New Jersey. Well, they, they, they might be. I mean, how do we know until we check? <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I raise my glass to, to Mr. Ebb. <laughs> Hard to know a person's uh, if you wish to go to New Jersey, Miss Jimenez, I will take you to New Jersey. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. All right. Well, do you guys just relax and have a nice mm -hmm. evening at the Open Mind Club and cut to uh, the car um, pulling out of the uh, the tunnel there, hmm. the Lincoln Tunnel. Yep. Tunnel. Yeah. You guys uh, make your way. You eventually find um, the neighborhood. It's a mostly residential street. You come up upon the residence, and you know it's about, I'll well, say, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock by the time you get there, and it's a nice two-story house with high hedges and. A good-sized yard, um, and uh, yeah, you guys come up on the house. It's got a nice long stone-lined gravel <laughs> driveway. Does it look like there's anyone there? Um, it does not. Well, let's get a luck roll, please. Luck roll. <coughs> sort of Probably party luck. Me. Yeah. Party luck, yes. Thank yeah. you, party luck. Oh, yeah, it's probably on me. I'm pretty low, regardless of bulb. I'm at 36. That's all you. Yeah. That a 99 will not do. Yes, uh -huh. you see lights on on the bottom floor. Two-story house, lights on the bottom floor. Okay. What? Oh, um, a, a little fun to it? Yeah, absolutely. We can always... We can make our choice. Go in upstairs and just go through the front door. Uh, what's the neighborhood look like, did you say, as far as activity and 
you know, traffic. It's a, resident, it's a residential like neighborhood. It's not a lot of traffic going on, but there's moderate traffic. You know, there's you see lights on all around. People are mostly home for the night. There's the both houses on either side of the Argus residence are, uh, you know, have lights on and you can hear maybe a phonograph playing in one of them and or a radio, you know. You can smell, you know, dinner, various dinner smells around the area. Sure. Okay. Let's, uh, sorry, park on the street and knock on the door. Seems the easiest. Well, I thought the idea was to not talk to um, the the lying assistant. Hmm. Who said he was going out? I don't know why he's still there. That's very interesting. I well, mean, if it may or may not be someone there. I mean, the lights are on, but uh, right. Oh, that's yeah. true. I wonder if uh, I wonder if Mr. Argus is uh, married. Of course, we didn't mm -hmm. think about that. Mm -hmm. Do you um? Do you think we can get yeah. in upstairs? Why don't we? Um, one of us could, you know, knock on the door and. Uh, Keep them occupied while the other goes upstairs would be one way to do this um, to make it easy. Uh, so you see from the street, there is the front door. Uh-huh. And you guys can go ahead and give me a spot hidden. Regular, regular is fine. Uh, extreme success. Right yeah, so see. you see kind of as you're like looking down the driveway and you could see that there's maybe like one or two outbuildings that are back set behind the separate from the house where you can kind mm -hmm. of see them just sticking out a little bit. So there's got to be like, I don't know, maybe a shed or something else out in the backyard. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, um, there's a nice, uh, it's basically, it's got the, the front entrance has a concrete um, kind of patio um, that has two columns that hold up a second floor um, balcony that overlooks mm -hmm. the front. Um, and there's, you know, a window on either side of the uh, front door, probably a room on one side, a room on the other side windows, the lights coming out of those, and then upstairs is dark, but you see there's, you know, um, kind of like a, a veranda door for the patio uh, or for the um, balcony in the middle, and then there's, you know, matching windows for whatever rooms are above the first floor, um, but that's pretty much what you see. There is a tree on either side of the front that, I mean, potentially you might be able to climb up and get to a second floor window. It's a little far from the from the balcony for you to be able to get to from the tree, but they're okay. relatively close to the house. So if you, you know, were thinking and of getting I see through a window or something. That if if uh, somebody were given a boost, they might be able to get up using the column to the balcony over the door, over the front door. Potentially, it would be a little difficult it's not there's not too many handholds but yeah you could probably do it you would need to have some sort of upper body strength to get up there yeah mm -hmm. pretty stout fellow 
Well, as we're chatting, why don't I just uh, kind of glance up and down the street and open up the mailbox and kind of see who all the address addressees are. There's no mail in the mailbox. No mail in the mailbox, rats. Kirsten I mean, if his assistant is anything worth his salt, then he would have collected the mail after it came today. With nothing else, they read your mail. No outbound mail. Correct. Okay. Hmm. Well, could go look at some outbuildings, see what uh, what's up, or uh, what and, and maybe maybe say? maybe we do that, in, and then see if if uh, if if, they, if he goes home or goes out. So like a uh, stakeout kind of thing. Well, yeah, yeah, if that's what you want to call it. But yeah, but start with uh, well, yeah, seeing what's in the in the out in the back and what stake in is it? Yeah. Uh, it's about yes. 7.30, 7.45 at night. Okay. So, yeah, depending, they could be, um, yeah, maybe we go up, I don't know, maybe we go upstairs, and when they go to, to bed, you're saying, or go out or whatever, then we can see, have a look at the downstairs. Is that the idea? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking mm -hmm. the, the unoccupied buildings out in the backyard first, but uh, upstairs okay. also would be exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. we can look from the back to see if there's an easy way in upstairs. You know, there might be That's a... True. That's true. Maybe as we walk around the yard or whatever, yeah. um, you know, we'll get a glimpse at who's inside, too. Um, what did Jamie say that um, Argus actually did? The um, uh, what's his name? The Percy Langhorn said that Argus isn't primarily a hypnotist. He does. He is a, past a hypnotist. Life regression therapy. Past life regression therapist. Yes. Yeah. OK. OK. Um, well, yeah, why don't we go take a look at the outbuildings? We could certainly see if there's a lawnmower or something back there. Hopefully, maybe it's a back office or something. And uh, Well, or maybe Mr. Uh, um, Mr. Sterling is uh, locked up in the shed. Who knows? That's true. That's true. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Let's get some stealth rolls, please. All right. All righty. I'll spend a little luck. What do you want to do about that? And are you going left or right, or are you both taking one side? Which one would give uh, us a bonus die to stealth because it has more bushes? Yeah. The left side has... Uh, well, there's no... There's, the hedges are all the way around the perimeter of the building, so there's really not any bushes or shrubs or plants in the yard. Um, but there is an additional tree between the house and the left back building. That but sounds good. I like the idea of really, dodging, not running really, to a tree and then, yeah. yeah. Not really too much cover. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, Ms. Gary, you passed yours with some luck burn. Uh, mm. Mr. Randolph, how are you doing? Uh, I'm going to have to burn some luck. I'll do seven. I'll do seven points of luck to make it a normal success. But a feign competence in a bold game. Okay. Um, so you head towards the back. It's about, once you get up to the house, it's about 32 feet uh, to get past the house. And then there's a tree. And then you see, uh, now that you're a little bit closer, um, there's a small shed. And then on the opposite side, uh, the back right-hand side, of the backyard is a greenhouse. 
gardener. Yeah. I think small shed first. Right? Sure. As we go, is there any chance we uh, we did get a peek at the uh, someone milling about in the interior? Do you want to go up and look through the windows? Uh, I don't know that I want to do that right now. I was more thinking of as we're kind of moving around from a different perspective, you know, we might see someone through a different window. No, you, okay. you don't see anything of note. If you want to look a little closer, you can go up to one of the windows and try and right. take a peek. Right. I think uh, I don't think I'm quite ready for that. It's not that quite that time of the evening yet. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to the shed and uh, it's padlocked. Mm. Let's see. Uh, I think that's your your game there. Um. Not actually my game so much, but uh, hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. Is there no? Uh... Oh, I thought that's why I was with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the hard boil thing, madam. It's more like the break the lock and smash the heads kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. Is the um hmm. and there's it's completely like, you know, it's it's a simple shed with a door. And a padlock. Yeah, it's a, a shed with lock one door or whatever. Mm -hmm. and a padlock. Well, maybe we okay. take the hinges off. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Maybe I can uh, just like pry. Uh, uh, Mechanical repair. Or if you want to try and force it off of the hinges or force the door open, you can go ahead and give me a strength. And a stealth. Strength and a stealth. Hmm. Well, that sounds that sounds fun. I guess it sounds always, fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Always interesting to get caught red-handed. Possibility. So uh, strength works, and the stealth again. Mouth rapidly going down in luck, but yeah, I'll spend some more luck. Seven more. Yeah. So you're able to. I'm assuming you have a pocket knife or something on you. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, you're able to uh, basically pry the plate off of the, not the door, but um, the part of the plate that holds it shut on the actual structure. You're able to pry that off mm -hmm. um, and open up. It's just a standard tool shed. You see hose and rakes and shovels and uh, pesticide and uh, hammers, wrenches, you know. Standard stuff that maybe like a gardener or a handyman would have stored in there to upkeep the uh, property. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I told you it was suspicious. That's mm -hmm. true, too. Who would do their own yard these days? Uh, um, and then there's the greenhouse, right? Uh, oh, oh while, greenhouse? He, while he's working on the door, I'll go uh, look into the through the greenhouse walls. Is it attached plants, to the house? But... Or separate no, none, neither of the two outbuildings are attached to the house. They're about... They're about 20 feet away from the back wall of the house. Okay. Um, so, greenhouse. Um, you can see looking through the glass greenhouse that, I mean, it's kind of dark, but yeah, you can see there's, uh, um, it seems to be like one, mostly one type of flower. Uh, it looks like flowers or something that are growing in there. Okay. Well, I don't see Mr. Sterling in the greenhouse. Uh, it is padlocked as well. 
Huh, weird. Why would you lock a greenhouse? I'll look a little more carefully to see if I see something in there that one might possibly steal. It looks like mostly um, just a bunch of flowers. They're pretty nicely arranged. There's uh, planter boxes in there that have uh, uh, what look to be, I would say, like probably about 80% are look to be the same type of flower that are growing in there. Do you uh, recognize these flowers? Do you think they're some sort of collectible or some kind of drug or? Hmm. Science botany. Science botany. 1% of everything. Let's see. Of course not. I wonder if we should uh, take some back and see if we can, somebody will recognize them. This seems strange to lock up. I mean, unless you're just distrusting, I suppose, but. I mean, it does seem strange. Yeah. Most people you would know that have a greenhouse would not lock it. Yeah, I mean, that's just begging for somebody to try to break in and, and steal it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you put a lock on something and suddenly you think it's valuable. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, sell a flower. Take it to a florist. Well, or I'm wondering if it's maybe something he uses in his hypnosis, you know, the, the incense, right? Maybe it's the flower mm -hmm. that, uh, something and, like that. Yeah, yeah, that actually is a little suspicious because didn't, uh, didn't Melody say that she saw uh, Argus's eyes change color when he was, um... And she did say, uh, a floral... Floral incense? ...type of scent. Yeah, floral, mm -hmm. a floral type of uh, sweet scent from the incense. If nothing else, it'll be uh, of interest to our friends of the Open Mind Club. Yeah, I think we should get ourselves some samples of this. Um, I'm going to walk around the greenhouse and look for a uh, loose or broken. Actually, there's probably uh, some some vents so that they can adjust the temperature of the greenhouse. Yeah, but basically look for a way that I could slip in. Or a broken glass. Those, or those those panels are uh, up at the top of the central portion of the uh, forty-five degree pitched glass roof. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, give me give me a luck roll. All right. Uh, I guess I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Party luck roll. Oh. Oh, that passes. Yeah, there's a ladder that would be tall enough to get you up onto the glass roof. Oh, that seems fun. Oh, yeah, that's definitely dangerous. I like that. Always <laughs> a possibility you fall through. That's nice. Yeah, I'm assuming I'm smaller than you, but not. I'm not super slight. And we're both wearing good leather shoes and and uh, and suits. Uh, yeah, so I'm at you know mechanically a 65. So size I'm a little bigger. Yeah. What's your size? Yeah, 65. And what's your size, Ms. Gary? Uh, 55. You're definitely less heavy than he is. Yeah. Well, if you want to, I mean, do you? Uh, I mean, it's either that or bust the lock on the on the door again. Mm 
Uh, yeah, why don't you try this? All right. Yeah, um, give me a boost. And, yeah. uh, and go I'll, ahead and give, uh, me a, give me a D100 roll, please, Ms. Right. Gary. Uh, that is a 66. Okay, you get up on, there's like two panels that you would have to get past to then get to the open vent okay. panel, which is partially open. And uh, you step onto the first panel and it cracks. Mm-hmm. Do you want to continue going? Uh, I will continue going, but I will um, make an effort to step more on the frame than the glass. Okay, give me another D100, please. Okay. Ooh, 18. You make it onto the second panel. You now can get to the open vent panel. Okay. I will attempt to do that and slip through and drop down, I guess, is what I'm trying to do. Okay. Give me a dex roll when you land. Uh, ouch. 88. The fail. Okay. I'm a fail. Go ahead and roll a D6, please. Okay. One. Yeah. Um, you fall. You, you kind of, I mean, you land. It's not graceful, but you don't really hurt yourself too bad. You kind of, like, smash your toe uh, swear. into the ground, swear a little bit. Uh, but you make it inside. All right. Um, so now that, you, now that you're a little closer. Yeah. Um, you can kind of see that uh, all of the flowers are pale yellow, and they seem to be like some sort of poppy. Mm-hmm. You can give me a science botany or a science pharmacy if you like. Wow. All right. I rolled an 04, so I'm going to go ahead and spend the three points of luck um, to, uh, to happen to know something. Yeah, for for some reason, you may have read about it at some point, somewhere. Um, but um, they you can't specifically identify them, but they are indeed some sort of poppy. Uh, they seem to be similar to what you've read before as a papaver radicatum, which is commonly known as the rooted poppy. It grows in the... Uh, as far north as the Canadian Arctic archipelago. Uh, And it seems to be thriving quite well uh, under the greenhouse conditions. Um, And, uh, yeah, they seem to be growing straight up. They don't seem to be, like, you know, tilting in either area like normal flowers would towards the sun. Um, And, uh, yeah, um, that is pretty much what you know. Let's put some of that in your next martini. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, so I will take some clippings of this, and then I will look around and realize that unlike uh, breaking into a house, <laughs> that breaking into a building that has a padlock with a padlock on the outside of a door, uh, and now being 15 feet below the open ceiling vent, um, means yes, that there quite, is no way. <laughs> quite a quandary. Leave. 
Yes. That occurred to me as well as you were hopping in. I was like, oh. Yep. <laughs> oh. Um, hmm. uh, so Did I'm going to see up? if I can remove a, a uh, one of the lower. Now that I'm on the inside, I feel like the glass, you know, maybe there's a, an exhaust fan or there's a, a, a glass panel. Uh, but I guess first I should walk around and look under the tables and just make see if there's anything else going on in here other than the uh, than the drug plants. Unfortunately, no. Okay. Maybe um, I can uh, help you as you kind of you know keep it from falling out or something like that with the glass. Nice. If you're trying to pull a panel out, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you guys are working together. And trying to pop a panel out, you yep. can give me a strength roll with a bonus die, and then I'll need a stealth roll with a hard success. Well, how about I roll the stealth and you roll the strength? Okay, sounds good. Unless, you're, unless you may also be very stealthy, I don't know. I'm moderately stealthy, but not my. Uh... I have another O4 on stealth, so successful or not, we're quiet. Yeah, I have an odd nine, which is an extreme strength roll, Ooh. so. Look at us, well, man. The competent well, luckily, duo. Luckily, you're able to... It takes a little bit of time, but you're able to kind of, like, wiggle a panel out, and as it starts to fall, Miss Gary is able to kind of, you know, uh, help stabilize it so it doesn't fall and shatter. Excellent. Ha! Well, that was fun. <laughs> quite a lark, quite a lark. Didn't mess your suit, did you, dear? Uh, no, I've got a little little bit of dirt here. Let me clean that up. Pop it back in, or at least lean it up where it was supposed to be. And yeah, sell the house. Shall we uh, see who's inside? Perhaps it's time to figure that part out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you look to well the back done, of the well house, done. By the way, you see <laughs> that there is a door uh, to the house on the shed side have any of the lights changed at all in the past half hour or so that we've been here they have not and the but the and there's uh from where you're looking there's a window on the central portion of the house there's a window on the greenhouse side uh facing the greenhouse uh, but there is just a door and no window uh, on the shed side. So that seems like the back door to the house. Other than that, you didn't see any other doors or areas of uh, ingress to the house on the back. And the door doesn't have a window or does have a window? door does not have a window. Okay. Let's just have a look at this window near us then. The so central side window or it. the greenhouse side window? We're on the, the greenhouse side, so... Well, I don't know. Sure. I mean, central would see more i suppose right you don't know there's two of us let's take let's each take a window how about that very good okay uh let me get okay for the central window who's going to the central window let the lady choose uh, i'll go to the central window cool the central window looks onto a stairwell that seems to be the stairway going from the downstairs to the upstairs and party luck roll, please. Oh. No, we have a failure. The other 
window has uh, curtains that are closed, so you can't see inside. Okay. Can I make well, a this is oh, this is good learn. because we could actually get to the stairs here fairly easily and then go upstairs. That's true. Just go straight up. We just is, pop this window open. We should be able to get in. Can I hear anything at the window? Could I listen? Listen, roll. Mm -hmm. That will fail as well. Uh, normal success. Um, you don't hear anything in the stairwell at the moment. Sounds quiet to me. Sounds quiet to you. Mm -hmm. Let's see if the window's unlocked. Let's see if we can push it open. Uh, party luck roll. Ah, an 86. No. Window is locked. Hmm. All right. Well, strength roll try to jimmy and it my... stealth roll at disadvantage. A hard stealth roll at disadvantage, you say? Yes. Is that a party or? Well, I guess it doesn't matter. We probably all have to do it, huh? Um, you guys can work in conjunction. Whoever wants to make the strength is fine. Whoever wants to make the stealth is fine. All right. So oh, you... a hard stealth roll with with a penalty die is what you're telling me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll roll that. If you want to be strong, I'll be quiet. Okay. Is it a hard strength roll with a penalty as well? I didn't hear with that part. I'm sorry. Uh, what's your strength? Seventy-five. Just a strength roll. Okay. I failed. Well, you failed very quietly because I have the choice between an 01 and an 11. So an 11 is an extreme success on stealth. So yeah, what you we, try and force the window. Okay. What are we trying to do? Open it? Force it? Yeah. Could I maybe push it by using that old uh, little pocket knife that I have as kind of a little bit of a lever to get it in there? Sure. If you fail the push roll, then you will shatter the window. Sounds good to me. That is a um, no normal success. You get the window open. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, you have the window open onto the stairwell. Um, I guess it's right here. Just climb in. Yeah. Yeah. So you see that the stairs uh, go down towards what would you you would assume is the basement, and up to the second floor. Uh, up, yeah, yeah. Climb in, let's go up. Yeah, let's stick together. And the upstairs was dark, right? Upstairs was dark, but I will now need individual stealth rolls from you once you make it to the top landing. That's a fail. Success. Okay. Um, both give me listen rolls, please. Hard success. And a, another fail. Yeah, so Ms. Gary, uh, once you make it up to the top of the stairs, um, you hear what sounds to be like the scrape of a chair, like someone like pushing back and getting up from a table mm -hmm. and starting to walk towards the stairwell. Quick, hide. Someone's coming. And I will find a door to go into. So when you get to the top landing, um, 
you see that there's a door immediately to your right. There's, so, okay, so, yes, hold on, let me turn this map around so I'm looking at it the way you guys are. So, you get to the top of the landing, there's a door to the right, there's another room to the right that's about 10 feet in front of that that also goes on the right wall. So there's two, two doors on the right. There's a door directly in front of you that you would assume goes out towards the uh, balcony. And then there's two doors to your left. And there's also a maybe a closet door or something directly next to the stairwell. I'm going to follow her lead. I didn't hear anything. Uh, I will. If I think one of those doors goes to the balcony, I will go out the balcony. Okay. Um, so you guys go straight and you go towards the balcony. It kind of opens on into like a kind of a pass-through room. It has like um, some chairs and like like an umbrella and you know, some <laughs> other stuff in there. Nothing, nothing like major. But yeah, that, and then... And then that uh, that opens out onto with a glass door out onto the balcony. Excellent. Yeah, I'll uh, open that out and see if we can get out onto the balcony and quiet the curtains behind us. Uh, so that we are can. so we yeah. So are we now on that front porch over the? I mean, we're on the balcony over the front doors, or this is a rear balcony? It wasn't a balcony in the rear. It's a front. It's front over the over the okay, front cool. porch. Yep. Um, cool. Or or the front landing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So you make your way uh, out there, um, and you hear someone get to the top of the landing, and I say, "Hello, is there someone here?" And you hear a door open, and then close. And then you hear a couple more footsteps, and then you hear a door open and then close. And then you hear another door open and close, another door open and close, another door open and close. <laughs> Are you guys doing anything? So you've heard five you've heard five doors open and close, which only leaves one door and area <laughs> to check remaining, which would be where you are. But there's still the room between, yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking I would like to get so that if somebody just sort of looks out the balcony door, they won't see us. So probably back up against the wall of the. Sure, you can get on. You can both get on either side of the door and try and hide. I guess stealth checks for each one of you, please. Okay. Uh, let me look at stealth. I don't know how diligently this guy is looking. Uh, he's probably just glancing. Oh, but that works out really well when it matters. That's an extreme for me. All right, well, I'll, I'll take the fail on this one. Great. Um, the, oh, so you failed? I failed. Okay. Maybe he'll um, fail his spot hidden. I don't know. Well, so you hear the door open to the pass-through room, and... Oh. Um... <laughs> We're not. That, that's For not good. Passes. Um, Hard success, so... I don't know. Uh, you hear footsteps come up and open the door, and the gentleman's kind of like, oh, that's weird, that's unlocked. He opens the door, and he looks out and looks directly to the right, and now you are facing a man who is looking right at you where you are backed up against the wall. Mr. Langhorn. I, I, 
I oh, think that might be a perfect place for us to stop for the session today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>